Welcome to Make Account, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters most, people and God, all for heaven's sake. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, which invites you to know and show the welcoming heart of God. We all long for a life that matters, to give ourselves away for the next generation, to invest in things that will outlive us, and as my pastor said recently, to age intentionally and strategically. No matter what age or stage we are in, we are all growing older. There is no stopping that train. But we want to grow something besides old. Thank you for joining me on Make Account, Living a Legacy Life. Today we're talking about the holidays. Whether you like it or not, they are around the corner, and you may or may not be ready. I know I'm not. My dear friend Jenny, Jenny number three of four Jennies in my life right now, told me last week that she is done with all of her Christmas shopping. I still like Jenny. I admire her, but I am nowhere near where she is. The main way to not just survive the holiday, but thrive in the holidays is getting all prayed up for the next few weeks or so. So here are five prayers for the holidays, which are soon to be upon us. Now, how we feel about the holidays soon approach may have everything to do with how we were raised, whose turn it is to host, or how badly the turkey turned out in 2008, which is now the stuff of family legend. No stuffing pun intended. Here are five scriptures and prayers to ready our minds and hearts for seasonal festivities. May this be the best year yet all because God invites us to know Him deeper and follow Him better. Number one, prayer for expectations. You know expectations get us into trouble. They are great in their place, but their place may only be in my imagination. I do get into trouble when I expect someone to read my mind and do and say exactly as I was thinking they would do or say. I remember one Christmas early in our marriage, I had asked for socks. And that's what my dear doctor husband got me. I did ask him later, why did you only get me socks? Well, he had gotten me something else that was a lot like what his folks had gotten me. And they were visiting. I can't even remember now what it was. And he didn't want them to feel badly by showing that he had also gotten it for me. Hmm. I'm sorry to say that it still hurt my feelings. I needed to review in my mind and in my husband's mind what our love languages are. Mine are gifts and his are acts of service. We were both working from who God made us. But I've come to be a little more specific now with my expectations. My list is a little more varied and I'm looking for ways to serve my man. It really helped last year when I made a very short list of how I needed Mark's help on the day of our Christmas Eve potluck. Just three things, pull out the chairs, light the fire, and something else. The point was, he didn't feel like he was being told what to do by the queen of the castle all day long. And I got some things done that I needed done. Expectations get us into trouble, and so this is my first holiday prayer. Dear God, I give you all my hopes and dreams. My favorite scripture that helps me with best laid plans and all that is, is in Psalm 62.5 in the New King James Version. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. 
Here's your longer prayer. Father, I give you all my hopes and dreams for the holidays. Please grant the ones that glorify you most and which grow me best into your likeness. May I allow you to be in control. And when things don't turn out exactly as I thought they might, may I let it go and rest in you. Thank you and amen. Number two, prayer for communication. Whether or not your family is a talky bunch, how we communicate can make or break a holiday event. How much sleep you get may have everything to do with how gracious our tongues are. So maybe the first prayer should be, Lord, help me sleep. The book of James speaks to speech and what a fire our tongues can make. That's worse than a burnt turkey. I was anxious about how I might talk with an almost relative who I knew I would be seeing soon. A friend counseled me, brag on her son when you see her. That was great advice and smoothed over any awkwardness. You don't need to make things up to be nice, but you can always be kind with your words. Paul wrote in Ephesians 4.29, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Here's our prayer. Lord God, I want to use my words for blessing, not cursing, this holiday season. I will see some people I don't know well nor see very often, and only you know what's going on in their lives. May I look for ways to say kind things and believe the best about another, even if they say something offensive to me. Help me respond rather than react, and if I know I'm getting impatient, may I give myself a time out until I spend time communicating with you. Thank you and amen. Number three, prayer for peace. God's presence brings peace. So I wonder, why don't I always feel peaceful because he's always present? It's a matter of the mind. Preparations for the holidays can fill my mind so much so I leave God on the perimeter and start wringing my hands in worry instead of folded in prayer to the one who can actually do something about my anxieties. Two things help me a lot. First, a good to-do list that I can check off and Secondly, meeting with God every morning of the holiday season. When I give my day and my list over to God, I have the formula for a peace-filled holiday, no matter what's ahead. We only think we know what's ahead, but only God does. He just wants us to trust Him. Jesus understood our proclivities to stew in the details of how much stew to make for how many guests, as he recalls his father's loving care in Matthew 6, 31-33. So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Sounds like a holiday. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Here's our prayer. Father God, I'm so glad you are in the details. Remind me every day that you've got it all under control, even if I don't have it on the list, or God forbid, I lose those precious lists. Thank you that you know what I need and what my guests and family needs. Teach me how to seek your kingdom above all else. As I set each table, may I set my mind on things above. Thank you and amen. Next, prayer for forbearance. I love that old-fashioned word. Think patience. 
My sister heard this great definition. Forbearance is putting up with more than you are due or that you think you are due. The funny thing about forbearance is that we want everyone else to forbear with us, but forget to forbear with everyone else, depending on how much coffee we've had or how little sleep we've managed. People are raised differently, and when the two or three types of families get into a small space, like your house, they bring in all their little proclivities and ways that mom used to do things, and feelings can get hurt. We were guests on a Christmas dinner when the kids were little one time, and I had dressed them all up to look special for the special day that it was. I was surprised to see the hostess dressed in an old t-shirt when we arrived. In her mind, she was working in the kitchen and Jesus didn't need dress-up clothes. I'm a little embarrassed to say that I had to get over a little hitch in my spirit when I saw her and I thought of all the effort I'd gone to to make us presentable. But then I had to realize it was just a different way of looking at things and it didn't make a bit of difference. It can be tricky to rub shoulders and hips in close proximity in a kitchen meant for one and now there are five and you just wish everyone would go away for maybe 30 minutes so you could get yourself together. Instead, we are called to forbear in Colossians 3.13. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Dear Father, I have no excuse for not exercising patience with others. After all, You are amazingly patient with me. Grant me the grace to forgive, the cognizance to hold my tongue, and the humility to keep my huffiness at bay. May I love lavishly and find you at every turn of the shopping aisle and what space is left at the kitchen island. Thank you and amen. Number five, prayer for celebrating. Holidays are for celebrating. I love a great tradition that brings joy and sweetness to friends and family. While growing up, my dad would always get out the nail gun late Christmas Eve and nail up a blanket in the doorway between the hallway and the living room. The idea being that mom and dad would bring out the big presents after we went to bed and we were not allowed to peek. After we were married, I told Mark about this great tradition and he hasn't once gotten out his nail gun. I had to let go of what I thought was important at the time, but not really very important. Don't worry, I've added lots of traditions, but this one did not make the cut. I'm still learning that my love for Christ and my purpose to make all my life all about Him can get lost in the trappings of tradition and wrappings of, we must do it this way again because That is what we've always done. I'm fairly certain that flexibility, not cleanliness, is next to godliness. When I remember who I treasure and surrender each event to God, no matter how small, and commit each task to His favor, no matter how simple, I can celebrate with abandon. My family and friends, the music, food, decor, the dark nights and the special lights, the fire in the fireplace, or a simple candle. I want my heart's cry to be like the psalmist in Psalm 73, 25 and 26. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. 
My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Oh God, I love you so. I celebrate you and what you purpose through my life. May I not be trapped by my traditions. I offer them all to you. Show me how to celebrate you best and foremost. May your love and sacrifice sink deep into my bones so that when people come into my home, they know that they have been with Jesus. Now that's something to celebrate. Thank you and amen. I will give a link in the notes where you can see all these prayers. In fact, you might be able to print them out. Here's a shorter version. Dear God, I give you all my hopes and dreams. May my words be used for blessing. Remind me you've got everything under control. Help me love lavishly and with grace. Show me how to celebrate you best and foremost. Thank you and amen. Praying and trusting God through the holidays is the best legacy that we can leave our loved ones. They will learn to do the same as they watch us lead the way on our knees. Even if they don't see us on our knees, we know that we've prayed our day through. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.